How did Wonder Woman get Steve back to New York so quickly? How? Amazon's got same-day delivery. Oh! Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we have a Wonder Woman special for you guys. Uh, We will be reviewing the animated uh, 2009 Wonder Woman DC film. Ooh. Ricky, I gotta ask. 2009 doesn't feel like that much of a flashback. So why are we doing this? Uh, Because... Twofold. Uh, one, the new Wonder Woman movie is about to be released in theaters, and uh, us, as well as the rest of the Nerd Sync crew, wants to do our part in promoting the movie. Um, and also, there has only been one other Wonder Woman movie that is less than great. Uh, that came out in 1974. It just wasn't what uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> And uh, and we and this movie really does capture the heart and soul of Wonder Woman. Uh, so that's why we're 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 bending the flashback uh, timeline a little bit uh, to make it fit. And in a couple of years' time, it will be a flashback. That's true. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, the main reason that we want to do uh, this movie is because it is so far just like the best uh wonder woman movie that we have prior to the 2017 wonder woman movie so uh that's it well you convinced me let's do it let's go uh so uh this movie is a uh straight to dvd uh dc animated film that uh came out like we said in 2009 uh it stars uh, Wonder Woman as the uh, title character, uh, voiced by Carrie Russell uh, from Felicity fame, uh, and Nathan Fillion as Steve Trevor from Firefly fame, as well as, uh, what's that show that he's in? Modern Family. Modern Family. <laughs> he plays Rainer Shine on Modern Family. <laughs> that's right. Uh, or are you thinking of Castle? Castle, that's what I was thinking of. I was... <laughs> I immediately wanted to say Bones, but I knew that wasn't him. Mm, the other square-jawed, handsome gentleman. Exactly. Uh, we also have uh, we have Rosario Dawson as Artemis, uh, Oliver Platt as Hades, and uh, John DiMaggio uh, as Demos, and just a ton of other great uh, voice actors in there, including yeah. Al- Alfred Molina. Yeah, Alfred Molina is the main bad guy. Yeah, he's Ares. Yeah. And man, oh just, man. He's evil in any universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and so yeah, so um, this movie has very little history on it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of history of Wonder Woman. Um, so cool thing about Wonder Woman is uh, she is like known as like the female superhero um and she's the first prominent female superhero in the history of comic books um she was created in the 1940s by psychologist uh william moulton marston and um 
and his wife, Elizabeth Holloway Marston, as a deliberate counterpoint to the all-male stable of um, just dudes uh, published by DC at the time. Uh, The character first appeared in All-Star Comics number 8, December 1941. and, um, And basically, this movie goes into a lot of her origin, more so based off of the reboot origin in the 1986 era of comics. Um, and so, but Wonder Woman, she is a woman of many women in the Amazonian land of Themyscira, and she is tasked with ushering a human male who just so happens to land on Themyscira back to the world of us, uh, mortals because she's kind of like a demigod in this world Uh, so kind of think uh thor logic wise uh and she has super abilities um she's strong and fast and in certain continuity she can fly Mm. um but in this one i don't think she does Uh, and she is most famously known for having her bullet deflecting bracelets uh and the lasso of truth uh, to be able to determine uh, truth, <laughs> and the invisible jet. Um, so yeah, that's just a bridge history of Wonder Woman. If you would like to find out some more awesome history about Wonder Woman, we will have an awesome Nerd Sync video uh, linked in the description below, as well as a awesome Captain Crispin's video talking about uh, the influence Wonder Woman has had over the years. We're going to give you guys those notes because those videos just do such a great job at doing that. I uh, want to give a huge shout out to uh, Lanisha and Dennis on Twitter. Uh, we had a really fun Wonder Woman watch party on Twitter where we watched the Wonder Woman movie at the same time in our respective locations and just live tweeted the movie. And it was such a blast uh, hanging out with you guys. So thank you guys uh, for joining us, uh, Lanisha, especially for sparking the whole idea. This was a ton of fun uh, to do. And if you want to uh, see some of our favorite tweets, you can watch our moments story on Twitter. That is at Flashback Flicks and follow the hashtag WWWatchParty. But without further ado, let's get into our reaction of the movie. So, Grayson, was this your first time seeing the 2009 Wonder Woman movie? Oh, most definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I saw it once before. um, Flashback. Um, So, a couple of years ago, uh, my wife and I, we used to um, host this event at the library, uh, the public library, called Teen Scene, where we were trying to get kids to come to the library and rent out books because literacy, because the library has a ton of comic books. And so we would play these different movies to get kids to like go to their public library on Saturday morning and hang out and basically become dorks together. And, uh, and that's the first time that I saw this movie. I, I didn't even know it was out uh, prior to watching it. And it was amazing. And so that's why... I knew it would be a good choice for us to watch because it's it's such a tight, uh, compact story of Wonder Woman's origin, mm-hmm. but also gives you a lot of, uh, man, I don't know, like, they just do such a good job at 
like condensing the story down to its essentials and letting you just go right off to the races. Yeah. That was, that was my main reaction where I was like, well, I felt like I got a really great foundation for what Wonder Woman's all about. Because I knew different artifacts about her. Like I, I knew about the jet and the lasso of truth and her bracelets and all that. Never knew why she was like star spangled until, <laughs> until the justification of like, and you will represent the nation of the man you are ushering back to the outside world. I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. There could have been some real unfortunate wardrobe choices depending on the country and the time period. Yeah. Um, but like, I never knew some of that stuff. I knew she was Amazonian. But largely, it made me realize how much I didn't know about Wonder Woman. Yeah. And the cool thing was I could actually see, like, where the new movie draws that inspiration. Uh, Like, just looking at the trailers for the new Wonder Woman movie, it was like, oh, I can actually – I feel like I'm seeing the live-action version of parts of this film, which is pretty cool. So when we were doing the whole watch party – as soon as the movie started, I'm just like, oh, okay, great. So we are right in the middle of a battle. And mm-hmm. they wait, like, and th- there's like no dialogue for like a solid two minutes. It's just fighting. Yeah. It was just so, so awesome. Like, I feel like a lesser movie would have just given you that all the exposition. Like, a long time ago, <laughs> there was a battle, a war between the gods and right. the Amazonians. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And then they just they said, no, we're just going to show it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We took a really great improv class. We're just going to show, not tell. Let's do this. <laughs> Sorry, Exposition Cowboy. You're <laughs> fired. <laughs> well, my job here is done. Time to hit the dusty trail, which was founded in 1940. Get out of here, Exposition Cowboy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, it's... I yeah, I was really impressed with how they were able to give you like that like backstory right off the bat, and then like the text Wonder Woman comes up, and then you get the story of Diana, and uh, and you just see why she is such this such an awesome and likable character, and how she would be set apart from all these other women who have just been like fighting, you know, mm-hmm. these different battles and all these different wars and whatnot. And how she would be the one who would want to venture off. It just made a lot of sense, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, and, and she has that innocence about her, too, because she's the only one who's never experienced war. Right. But it causes her to like long for it more than anybody else and gives her that drive. Just a really well-set-up story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was really impressed. I mean, this is also part of the Bruce Timverse, which is the animated cinematic universe uh Produced by Bruce Tim, who is just arguably just one of the best uh, producers for DC content. Like, he just knows his stuff. Uh, and he's also the guy who behind the Batman animated series and the Superman animated series. And so a consistent theme throughout the Bruce Tim movies is that they waste zero moments. Like, there was no filler. Like, even the movie. The movie, I think, was like an hour 13. And they said, like, great like we are going to fill every one of those minutes uh, with action and story and character, and so um, all the different Amazonians, uh, I was the most impressed with is just like knowing all these other characters, like like Artemis. Like Artemis is a character was really cool to 
just like get to know more of because I feel like as far as like the Amazonians go, like people only ever really think of Diana. Yeah. And it was cool to see like other Amazonians and like their personalities and how like um uh Hippola Hippolyta Hippolyta? Yeah, Gazuntite. Uh Hippolyta was um a really, really cool like mother figure to and leader to these women and i just loved seeing all of their motivation and just like getting into the mythos because it's like i feel like to some degree we we got to see a family like dynamic um that you don't typically get to see with otherworldly characters a ton Mm -hmm. um like i kind of like uh you know if you think about like green lantern or um or even thor for example like you you get to know thor and you have thor's friends but like you you kind of know them as like oh yeah those are thor's buddies but you don't get that like oh no like the these girls are sisters and she was like the right hand man to this person like i feel like in the very short amount of time we got to like know these people as people and i thought that that was a really strong suit of the movie yeah the the only thing because it's the idea of like paradise isn't really paradise Mm. um where you have some of that conflict yeah and but for the most part it's not the same kind of like tortured origin story that you normally see at least not from diana's point of view right they had all the wars before but when she showed up when she became a little sand baby Mm -hmm. she was like i like everything's perfect nobody ages like i just want to like get out there and see the world it's almost like a like an aerial type feeling yeah um but it's like total opposite from like batman where it's like the world's a dark place and my parents were killed um (laughs) but she feels different she seems like uh almost more uh, like altruistic just because she hasn't been exposed to so much like violence and terrible thing, but she, I'd say she's been exposed to like controlled violence. Yeah, uh, it's like, well, I'm gonna go compete in the thing where they shoot arrows at me and hope I win. <laughs> yeah, but I think that set that sets her apart in a lot of different ways. Uh, the only thing that made me be like, maybe this is a little too secluded, was when uh, Steve was like. Oh, I don't have to put up with this crap anymore. And like, what is crap? It's excrement. And they're like, you see, the world <laughs> is a terrible place. Oh man, yeah, that <laughs> I love. That was the only thing that kind of stood out to me. It's just like, okay, you guys don't know crap, but you know invisible jet. That was my only. <laughs> so invisible like, jet, we got mm-hmm. cutting off heads. We got. We do not say that word in excrement. this decapitating household. <laughs> oh yeah no that was that was fun that was fun like this is what these amazons are fighting for like the reason why they are secluded away from here is because like this great battle like stuff went down yeah. and um it it was really i just think that their motivation was so much stronger um and i thought it was really cool then to see um diana in our earth world uh that was just maybe my favorite fish out of water story it's just like when she was like dissing etta candy uh etta what's wrong with you (laughs) 
Uh, and then when she just like goes through and like someone tries to rob her and she's like, okay, I've been so upset about the state of this earth. I just want to fight everyone. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but it was really cool. It's cool to see how, um, how their relationships, um, change. Like, e- uh, I know sometimes in these kind of stories, people will make the mistake of making the human character the protagonist, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, something along the lines of, like, Transformers, where you make Shia LaBeouf the protagonist, when really it should be Optimus Prime. Um, right. But, like, they made, like, Diana was the protagonist. Like, she she changed. Like, she was like, oh, uh, mom, come on humans can't be that bad and then she goes to earth and she's like you know my mother told me about people like you (laughs) but then even after that she started to understand like the humanity i mean she was a lot like the doctor in a way where she was like no like imagine their potential like they people are awesome and they need to also be able to like make their own choices and that like aries you're the worst so like her taking on the responsibility of like defending earth Mm -hmm. um and like seeing her role on earth's plane was like really really cool and convincing because like uh like she didn't have to and literally every other human interaction she was having was just like yeah i'm gonna take that jet back (laughs) (laughs) she was ready to go like several times but i thought it was really cool and compelling like when and how she stayed. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, I think in that sense, she's a lot like Howard the Duck. Uh, nope. <laughs> Where is this? How dare you? Uh, more adventure than humanly possible. That's the obvious tagline for Howard the Duck. <laughs> All right, everyone. So um, I hope that this isn't going to make you too dizzy, but imagine yourself spinning around a couple of times and then transform again to head cannon head cannon oh is there a wonder woman theme song you were oh yeah that's oh. the one it was like I, the, I didn't i didn't know yeah it, it's uh the linda carter one the, the dun, oh. dun 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 wonder woman i see that that's that's the one i, I assume that the new wonder woman theme is probably like some kind of brass instrument in the background. You can't really sing it. No, it's like, just it's just a series of drums and like an epic guitar. Yes, it's actually a lot like that. Uh, but Headcanon. Uh, Headcanon is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Now... Uh, my biggest piece of headcanon, um, is that this movie somehow, um, connects to the larger, uh, Disney animated cinematic universe, um, in the sense that it fits into, um, you know, Hercules, Little Mermaid, Mm -hmm. Aladdin, that whole Mm -hmm. world. All right. Mainly because of the existence of, like... You know, the gods and the magic and the things like that, like that sort of thing. Um, mm. Because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but like the president was like super chill about. <laughs> um, hey, we have a whole bunch of um, like demons and stuff. He's like, OK, well, 
let's destroy the he was just like super chill about it it's like i was like oh well maybe this so like these paranormal like activities have like happened before yeah this by like his seventh year being president yeah. during the time like, oh, that, again like, superman's been messing up cities He's like, yeah all right one more time <laughs> Yeah, that, that's my main piece of headcanon, just because mm-hmm. everything else is solid. My piece of headcanon is that they are actually in a time loop. Um, so we know that they are in stasis, but the thing that breaks the loop is punching the, the mirror that was made that cr- creates the invisibility for the island. Much like the Lost Island. Um, but that's not my headcanon. <gasps> oh. No, Ricky. I won't do it. <laughs> um, but the uh, the idea is that the events of the plane crash have happened over and over and over again. Um, but every other time, the plane just lands in the ocean. So that is actually my headcanon for the secret origins of the invisible jet was that they had pulled Steve's jet out of the water in a previous loop um, and had retrofitted it for their own uh, needs. Why else would they have just a jet there uh, unless it crashed into that invisibility barrier that had already been in existence so it was the combination of steve's jet and the invisibility charm that was put over the island that created the invisible jet now those events just keep continuing with steve dying every single time but with apollo finally losing it and then like punching the mirror this uh kind of continued the events going forward while not negating the like the previous loops that had happened. So that's why they now have access to both jets. Interesting. That's really good. My favorite um, bit of headcanon is, is where we, like, our world is making stories based off of the actual hero. And so that, mm-hmm. like, because she was just, like, wrecking shop and that one little girl's just like, Look, Ma, it's Wonder Woman! Someone like around the corner is just like, that's a great name. Wonder Woman. Trademark. <laughs> and then he just starts selling all this merchandise. Yeah, um, she really lucked out that that's what the girl came up with <laughs> and not Stabby Park Lady. <laughs> Look, my Stabby Park Lady. Uh, not as good. We'll go Wonder Woman. <laughs> now we're going to go to the part of the show where we talk about recasts and remakes. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking. <sighs> If Wonder Woman were to be made as a movie today, sure, like, sure, who would you cast, and what would the story be about? Hear mm. me out. Um, hey, you know that girl from that movie? Boy, do I! <laughs> yeah, the one. What if she was Wonder Woman? Wait a minute. Are you talking about Gal Gadot? Who else? I think that's the question. Who else has already <laughs> played Wonder Woman? Yeah, so um, in the past, uh, we've only really had, like, four different uh, versions of uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, We have uh, the Linda Carter, the 1975 Wonder Woman, which almost everyone kind of universally acknowledges as, like, the quintessential Wonder Woman. Uh, There is someone who played Wonder Woman, like, a year before, which just, this is so interesting. So, a year before... Um, 
the Linda Carter series, there was supposed to be a, there was a Wonder Woman movie that came out in 1974. It was like a TV movie played by Kathy Lee Crosby. Um, and it has more of a um, Charlie's Angels feel, which I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of what they were going for, for the style. It predates Charlie's Angels by like oh, four years. So that was just all of them. Um, and and then there was like, you know, Wonder Woman inside the animated Justice League, uh, or sorry, the Super Friends <laughs> show from uh, 1980. Uh, and then, you know, there was like basically the animated, the two animated um, Wonder Women who are um, Felicity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Carrie Russell. Uh, Carrie Russell. And then also the Wonder Woman who uh, was the voice actor in Justice League, who is Susan Eisenberg. Um, but yeah, so those have been like the famous women who have played Wonder Woman. Um, and she and, you know, her costume has been uh, a point of uh, contention for a lot of people. Um, typically, she wears what you see in the animated movie, which is, I mean, basically her uniform. Um, and sometimes she has a sword and a shield. Uh, sometimes she also has a cape and sometimes she wears a, a skirt of sorts. Um, yeah, but always iconic is just the tiara, which is also a boomerang. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's something that I didn't, I completely forgot about was like a thing because they kept on doing it like it was just a normal thing. Also capable of decapitating people, which I thought was just one of the most amazing things. You got to get it just right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the bracelets, the bulletproof bracelets that are also indestructible. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, you slam them together, you can create like a force wave. Um, and then the unbreakable, immutable and indestructible lasso of truth. Um, so all those things being said, um, I think the lasso of truth should be played by none other, uh, than Gary Busey as the talking, like, just imagine this is like all those different pieces are just like these talking pieces, um, and the lasso of truth is the thing that narrates the thoughts of people. So, like, so tell me, is Gary Busey saying, my government knows, this is my dead on Gary Busey impression, my government knows nothing about your country. Dead on Gary Busey, you're welcome. Um, and then her, I thought you were going to say that you thought the, the lasso of truth should be played by Kimmy Schmidt because it's unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would love, like, a Pixar version of Wonder Woman where it's just about, like, all these different pieces just, like, like imagine Toy Story, but with the Lasso of Truth, Indestructible Bracelets, and Projectile Tiara. We'll call it The Incredibles. <laughs> exactly. Writes itself. Uh, <laughs> the Wonderfuls. No, but I... Honestly, who I would want to play um, a modern-day Wonder Woman, if it's not going to be Gail Godot, who I think is a wonderful choice. Um, I honestly would say, like, um, like, and this is just like, let's just let's just take all the action away. No, don't take all the action away. Keep it exactly the same. Tina Fey. Are you kidding me? That was in my brain. What? Tina Fey. Yeah. I would love to see Tina, Tina Fey. Fey as Wonder Woman. Like, or maybe Tina Fey as Hippolyta and Kristen Wiig could be Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, fighting crimes never been so funny. <laughs> 
No, I would love that. I would love. Um, I feel like like I I know Halle Berry doesn't do much um acting now, but I feel like at one point in time in history, Halle Berry would have been Wonder Woman. Yeah, probably. Um, or I feel like today, I think this would be the breakout role. I, I say breakout role. Um, but like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and she doesn't have to go through like hours of makeup to be in a superhero film. Yeah. Yeah, because as soon as they started shooting arrows, I'm just like, oh, what is this? The Hunger Games? Jennifer Lawrence. Or Jennifer Connelly. You know what? Anyone named Jennifer? Jennifer Goodwin. <laughs> Jennifer Morrison. Oh, my gosh. You know who would be an amazing Wonder Woman? Who's that? I'm asking you. Who, who oh. would be an amazing? Jennifer Jennifer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, what am I even thinking? Honestly, guys, like... Let's just be, all let's just be real. It should be Beyonce, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I feel like it. Pretty much any concert that Beyonce does, like especially her Super Bowl concert, was basically her audition to be yeah. Wonder Woman. No, I think I think that's the end of the conversation there. It's Done. Beyonce, yeah. I just think it's really interesting how many of the people that were cast in this film have played other characters in different superhero properties. Yeah. Uh, like Nathan Fillion was actually in guardians of the galaxy. He was one of the, he's, he's listed as a monstrous prisoner. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like one of those rogue one type cameos where you don't really yeah. know they're in it. Yeah. He um, was, he was also, um, in the other green lantern movie. There's an animated oh. green lantern movie where he, after he got snubbed by Ryan Reynolds, Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him the role of Green Lantern in the animated Green Lantern movie. Yeah, I know there's a push for him to be like the next Green Lantern, but now they're kind of looking at Army Hammer instead. Ooh, yeah, which I like Army Hammer. But Alfred Molina is Doc Ock, but in this he is Ares. Yeah. Uh, so evil, evil for days, and Rosario <laughs> Dawson being Night Nurse in the Netflix Marvel. Uh, universe and Oliver Platt was in uh he was in X-Men First Class but listed as man in black suit. <laughs> yep. Oliver yeah. Platt being Hades in this film. Yeah, and Rosario Dawson was also in Sin City, uh which is a DC. Oh yeah, good call. She's Gale uh in the live action one. And yeah. so and she, and also Batgirl um in the Lego Batman movie. That is true. And Wonder Woman in Justice League Dark. Like, she was Wonder Woman. Oh. And Emily Posa in Seven Pounds with Will Smith. Right. And any Will Smith movie, by default, is a comic book movie. Basically a comic book movie. Yeah. And she was in The Rundown with uh, The Rock. So, you're welcome. And... (laughs) She was in an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants as Rosario Dawson. No way, really? Yeah. Oh, actually, this is legitimate. And she was in Men in Black 2, which we have already established was based on a comic. Yeah! Boom. There we go. We made it real. Perfect. (laughs) All right, everyone. Now we're going to go into our final segment of the show where we give you guys our reasons to recommend. So... Grayson, why would you recommend the 2009 animated Wonder Woman movie? 
Just like the movie itself, I'll keep it short. It's a real tight origin story where if you don't know anything about Wonder Woman, this will get you on track uh, in a very concise way so that you can just uh, basically explore the character from there. Like, I feel like I could see here in another like Justice League movie or even seeing the, the new Wonder Woman movie. I'm like, I feel like I have much better context going into this uh, rather than just being like, oh yeah, she's with the Justice League and she basically was a mediator between Batman and Superman and the last Batman and Superman movie. Um, like she feels like her own character now and rightfully so because that's what she's been for so long. But this movie does a really good job at like honoring that character uh, and, and treating the character with respect. Absolutely. Like I've always said that the DC animated universe is way stronger uh than the dc live action movies um mm. i i would probably say with the exception of maybe the dark knight series um that's like kind of the only exception um because dc in the animated universe is not afraid to um tell you a tell you the story that needs to be told basically right um and this one is so strong for wonder woman i think there's this misconception when it comes to comic book characters that like you have to like know all the history of the character before you can really get into them um and that we need to have these complicated like long-lasting origin stories but like what this movie proves to you that like it's almost everything you need to get started with wonder woman yeah. Um, you can t- you can watch this movie and then like go into almost any comic series that you want to uh, any kind of television appearance of Wonder Woman because I know that because Wonder Woman didn't have her own series that m- almost all of her origin was explained in an episode of Justice League or Justice League Unlimited like they kind of give you bits of her backstory and you kind of piece it all together yourself but like this movie um, is almost like just the definitive like snapshot of like wonder woman from origin forward and then you're off so i i just love it because it's compact the animation is just amazing uh we've talked about this before when we reviewed the uh batman very superman animated movie but like explosions in bruce timverse just look amazing like they bubble up and then they just explode and it's just satisfying to watch so if you're looking for some good explosions in the movie, uh, this one. But yeah, it's it's great. The voice acting is amazing. The story is just so strong and so solid. And it's a ton of fun to watch. Well, that is our review of the 2009 uh, Wonder Woman DC animated movie. Uh, let us know what you love about Wonder Woman on Twitter and Instagram in both places we are at flashback flicks and uh, leave us a review about like what you thought of this particular review on a scale from bracelets deflecting bullet bracelets or head decapitating tiaras what how did we do either are good just wrap that lasso of truth around you and let the truth come out in the voice of Gary Busey. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Mm-hmm.